Welcome to Launch Chat, where we answer your starter questions every single day. I'm your host, Jake Hare, founder of LaunchPeer, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about compensation, money, dollar bills. No, today we're going to be talking about compensation in an early stage startup. Okay, so Neil from Pittsburgh has a question about how he should go about getting not only compensation, but also how that should work in terms of equity, what's fair, what's not fair, how that's usually determined. So we're going to go into how that's structured. And this week, just like the last couple of weeks, it is all me. Okay. So I'll be the one asking the question and I'll be the one answering the question. So a lot of inception style stuff this week, but don't worry. Quinn will be back reading the questions next week. We're just still catching up from the holidays, and she is swamped because I've made her swamped. Uh, but, uh, it'll be me asking the questions this week. Uh, so let's go ahead and get it right into it. Hey, so Neil from Pittsburgh says, how does compensation work in early team formation at a startup? What information should I know and what should I ask for? I want to have as much cooperation and collaboration as possible, but I want to make sure that my value is compensated. I've launched projects before with co-founders where we could split everything 50-50, but here I'm joining as a partner. So what's appropriate? Cool. Thanks, Neil. That was a great question. If you're coming in after the original co-founders, it can be hard to like make sure all that stuff's divvied out appropriately, especially if you weren't there in the beginning, right? I mean, they've probably already formed their cap table. They probably already have 50-50 ownership in the company, even though I tell you guys, I never recommend that co-founders have equal split in the company in terms of like, I own 50% equity and I own 50% equity. Okay. When you're creating your cap table, you're going to want to make sure that you have room on your cap table for other people to join your startup at a later date. Partners, mentors, advisors, investors, all of those people, employees, all those people who you would want to dole out equity to. And if you set up your cap table where you own 50% of the shares and your co-founder owns 50% of the shares, that's just not really like the standard thing to do because at some point you are going to need to give equity to some people unless you plan on bootstrapping this whole thing. But for most of the startups listening to this, you're going to need to raise money or you're going to want to bring advisors or mentors on. And you probably don't have money to compensate those advisors or mentors or partners or employees, not as much money as you want or sometimes need to. So you got to dole out a little bit of equity sometimes. Okay. Not, not to a ton of people, but sometimes it's definitely appropriate. And in this situation, in Neil's situation, it seems like it is appropriate. He's coming on as a partner. He's not coming on as just an employee. He's not coming on as, you know, just a, just an advisor. Some advisors and some mentors you can get away with not giving any equity to. It's, it's rare, depending on who they are. But it does happen sometimes, depending on how much involvement they have in the company. But for you as a partner, if you're coming in, even if you're coming in after the co-founders and you're not technically a co-founder, you should still have some equity. Okay. Now, how much equity you get is is a very strange calculation that isn't real. <laughs> there is no calculation for that. It's really going to be dependent on what you and they think is fair and what it is that you're bringing to the table and what it is that you're going to do for them. So if you're in a marketing position, you need to sell yourself on the fact that you're going to help the company 2x or 3x or 5x or whatever it's going to be. Same thing with sales. If you're coming in for development, then you want to sell yourself on your development expertise and let them know that there's no way they're going to be able to do this without you and that they need you to build this and that you have a track record of building development teams or that you can build their entire second version or first version of their product on your own or whatever it is that's your selling proposition. Okay, so, so you need to sell. And it's the same thing with any job. You need to sell yourself to the person who's doing the 
the hiring so you can get a better salary. You never go into a recruiter and some of you might do this. You should not. But you're never going to go into a recruiter and just say like, okay, yeah, I just want to get paid whatever you think is fair. Okay, no, they're going to give you a number. You're going to say, I'm more valuable than that. I want this number. And they're going to say, well, we can meet somewhere in the middle. And you're going to say, "Ah, all right, that's fine. We can settle on that number. And it's going to be the same thing with this process. So what you should do, depending on how much equity and compensation you want, is think about what you want that would feel fair to you and then increase it by like 5% or 10%. Okay. Not in terms of equity, but like the amount that you're asking for. So if if you're thinking I want to make at least $50,000 and I want, you know, 5%, I think that's fair. Well then go in asking for $60,000 and 6% because what's going to happen is it should be. And if they're smart co-founders and you're a smart person, there's going to probably be some negotiation involved. You don't want to start with the number that you want. And then what happens is they negotiate with you and you get less than what you really baseline wanted to get, because then you're going to feel like you were gypped when it's not true. You just didn't negotiate appropriately. Okay. So whatever you want, whatever you think is fair, then you need to go in asking for that. Okay. Because you need to make sure, especially if you're a partner, you're going to be a partner. You all need to be on the same table, you know, on the same page. If you think that's fair, if you think whatever you're asking for is a fair amount and you think you can really get them what they are looking for, which is why they're bringing you on as a partner, then you should go in asking for what you want. Okay. And and a little bit more ideally, so you can actually negotiate down to what you want. And that's how normal negotiations work. Okay. And this is the same for anything getting a job, negotiating a salary, trying to do B2B sales. Like you're never going to start with the number that you want. You always start a little bit higher than that. So that way when you negotiate down, you kind of get down to the number that you want. Okay. That's just a normal part of the process. Now what I've seen typically for founder or for partners at early stage companies is you do get a salary, but it's probably going to be lower than anyone else who's just an employee in that position because you're also going to get equity. And typically what I've seen for partners at early stage startups is they're usually getting somewhere between like five to 10%. Okay. Sometimes it's a little bit more depends on what your exact role is, what expertise you bring in, what you're going to be doing. But usually I find it's somewhere around five to 10%. Now, a lot of that on what's fair depends on what the cap table looks like. Okay. How much equity do the other founders own? Are there other partners involved? How much equity do they own? If every employee at the company is, has 5% equity and there's 10 of you there, well, if you're coming in as a partner, 5% equity wouldn't be fair because everyone else already has 5%. You're a partner. You should have more than that, right? That's just normal. Like that's just how it is. And so sometimes they'll be open and transparent about what their cap table looks like. And if you're going to be a partner, they should be. You're going to see that information anyway as a partner. So you might not want to straight out ask for it, but you might want to hint at the fact that like, hey, maybe don't say like, can I see your cap table, but say, how has equity traditionally been divvied out to people on your cap table? That's not asking to look at the cap table. That's just asking for like, what's been normal for you guys. Okay. And I would still go into in there asking for what you want, but that's obviously going to change. If you see that every employee has 5% equity, you're not going to think 5% equity is fair if you're a partner and everyone else is an employee. Okay. But really the big lesson here in this episode is make sure you are good at negotiating. You don't have to be a great salesperson to do that. You just have to know that you need to go on asking for a little bit more than what you really want. And that way you can negotiate down and have like a quote fair amount because they're going to think it's fair if you negotiate down. Right. So when I, when I go into salary negotiations, I don't obviously do this anymore at my own company, but when I did the last job I had, I wanted to make, I think it was like 85 a year when I first 
position right out of the army. And so what I did, I, I went in and asked for like 80, what was it? Like, I think I went in asking for like 92, knowing that they probably weren't going to pay me that. But what they said is like, okay, well, let me talk, check and see if we can do that. And then they came back and said, well, we can't do that, but we can do 86. I was like, cool, I'll take it. Because <laughs> I was like, I asked for more than what I wanted because I knew that they were going to try to negotiate. It's just normal. Now, when somebody doesn't try to negotiate with you, it's because you didn't ask for enough. Because I remember my first job, like my first real job, I went in and said, oh, I want this amount. And they were like, okay, sold. When can you start? I knew right away that I didn't ask for enough. <laughs> and that's, that's how you always know. When they agree to your first number, you did not ask for enough, okay? So don't be afraid to go in and negotiate. It's a normal process. If you're gonna be a partner in a company, you need to get good at it anyway for any position that you're in, but especially as a partner. And so they should expect that. I always respect, especially when I bring on salespeople or marketing people, if they don't negotiate with me during the salary negotiation process, I give them, like I knock them down a little bit from like, oh, I thought they were gonna be great, but if they didn't negotiate, it's like they're not gonna they're not gonna do as great as I wanted them to. So you need to negotiate. All right. So anyway, hope that helps. Neil, good luck with your negotiation. Hopefully it goes really well and you get a good bit of equity and a great salary. Thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. Hey, if you haven't done it already, we'd really appreciate it if you went to iTunes and gave us a review. The more reviews that we get, the easier it is to spread the word about the podcast to more startup founders around the world. Also, if you're thinking about raising funding in 2019 and you want some help to do it, then we're here for you. I want you to go to launchpeer.com slash apply and schedule a call with our team and let's talk about it. We've helped tons of startups raise funding and we're confident that if you're the right type of founder that we can help you do it too. And at the very least, you'll get some really good advice to help you along your startup journey. So go to launchpeer.com slash apply, schedule a call with our team and let's do this.